Hey guys, it's Jordan. I decided to do another solo episode, sort of back to back with my previous solo episode, which was answering your questions and getting back to you about all the awesome high vibe spiritual stuff that you wanted to know because I started thinking about how much I really wanted to share my entrepreneurial journey on this podcast. And I've talked about my blogging journey and somewhat of my business-related entrepreneurial journey, but I feel like I haven't necessarily dove into how I started monetizing my blog, how people can monetize blogs for those of you out there who just don't quite understand how bloggers do it. And maybe you want to do it, or maybe you're just interested in learning more about how the industry works and how the process works. And I just decided after four and a half years in this business, I feel like I could throw together a pretty cool podcast episode about it. So cool might not be the word, but informative should be. And hopefully it's cool too. And as always, this podcast has all of the intentions to raise your vibes, raise your consciousness, lift your mood, make you feel good. And that is my intention was sharing my entrepreneurial journey with you guys too, because ultimately this journey led me to doing what I love most, which is being able to connect with you guys through various platforms, various mediums, whether it be podcasting or blogging or writing my books or connecting with you guys on Instagram, connecting on Instagram live, doing live events, teaching yoga classes, all that kind of stuff. And it is a really different kind of business. And it's a business where I have been lucky enough to grow and expand in different directions and remain inspired and passionate and excited. And it does take a lot of hard work. And I know that This type of non-structured job isn't for everyone. I have so many friends who much prefer the structure of their jobs and their situations with everything that they have going on. But I know that for me, this is what I was meant to be doing. And I feel really, really good about it and really excited with the new directions that my brand is taking on. And I just want to share that kind of stuff with you because I think Everybody has the capability to start their own brand, to make something of it, and to do what they love and feel really passionate and excited about what it is that they're doing. So let's dive on in. I think a really good place to start would probably just be back in the day when I was about to move to New York and Morgan Oliver Allen was building my blog, theblondevegan.com. Morgan, who is now my photographer, good friend to this day. And I was blogging for fun, for a hobby, had absolutely zero intentions of turning this blog into anything but a blog that I would be doing on the side. And in fact, even my parents would say to me, all the time. You know, when you get to grad school, you're not going to have time to blog the way that you have and just prepare yourself. This is a fun thing. This is a side hobby. And I was totally with them. I assured them that I was just going to blog on the side. It was just going to be a hobby and that was going to be that. But things changed rather quickly. And instead of telling the whole story of how I transitioned from the blonde vegan to the balanced blonde, because that is in my earlier entrepreneurial journey episodes, I will just kind of stick to the facts of how I started working with brands, how I started monetizing my platforms and where I went from there. So when I first started blogging, I believe that part of the beauty of it and part of why it grew rather quickly was because I was so excited about what I was doing and there were zero other agendas that I had whatsoever. All I wanted to do was take photos of healthy food, post about them, write fun captions, write on my blog, get a little bit more in depth in the blog and share my life and create this really fun visual aesthetically pleasing place for people to come and learn about wellness and then connect with people who were interested in the kind of stuff that I was interested in. And that's how it started. Zero intentions for anything else whatsoever. Zero expectations. I followed a lot of big blogs, blogs like Chocolate Covered Katie and Kiara's blog, The Blonde Salad and 
all different kinds of blogs with different types of content. And even those huge blogs, the only way that they were making money was off of advertisements on the sidebar of their website, like CPM. So they would get paid per click or paid per click. And then the purchase that was made on the advertiser's site that came from that website, they would get paid this sort of affiliate commission. So that was my plan. If I was ever going to make money on my blog, I believed I would have to have all of these advertisers on my sidebar and on the top of my website. And I wasn't very happy about this because I felt like it would really mess with the aesthetics of my blog. I didn't love the way that this looked on the other big blogs that I followed, but I also really appreciated and respected that it enabled these bloggers to do what they did for a living and to also make money at the same time. So I accepted that and I talked a lot with Morgan, my web developer at the time, about when that day might come for me. And really, I should say he talked to me about it because he explained to me the type of readership that you need to have ads. And by the time that we started my blog itself, I had already had an Instagram following and an audience on social media. So when the blog came to life, I had this readership that was pretty loyal, pretty dedicated, and an amazing group of readers, some of whom still read the blog. And if you're one of those people from the very early TBV days, please shoot me a message or an email after you listen to this episode so that I can thank you from the bottom of my heart for discovering me way back then and sticking with me through all the changes, all the new platforms, everything, and tell you that you're awesome. I really appreciate you. And I'll probably send you some sort of free ebook or something because that's what I tend to do when I'm really, really, really just grateful for the loyalty that has taken place and presented itself. So... I started that website. This was back in November 2003. Oh, sorry. The the month November just flew out of my mouth, maybe because November is coming up, not even that soon. But I really started that blog in June 2013. And then the website itself in September 2013. So if I could keep my month straight, that's how that went down. And the first brand that I ever worked with was Vega, the protein powder. I was plant-based at the time and Vega had this amazing plant-based chocolate protein powder. And this was something I was already purchasing at Whole Foods and spending about 60 or $70 on a large tub. So when Vega contacted me and told me that they were willing to send me free product in exchange for a post, a feature on my Instagram, I was overjoyed. And I remember running around my house in Sacramento right before I moved to New York and I was living with my parents for a few weeks, I believe, between college days and moving to New York City, I was saying, oh my God, this company Vega, they reached out. I talked to them personally. I can't believe it. I was just fangirling over the company because I loved their products so much. And they sent me this huge care package. I laid everything out in my backyard, took all these photos, posted them everywhere that I could, Instagram and Facebook and my blog and gave them a huge thank you for sending me everything and tried all the flavors. And I think we even did a giveaway. And from there, those brand partnerships where brands would send me stuff for free, I would post about it and be so grateful for the free product and usually host a giveaway for my readers somehow by telling them to follow the brand and telling me why they wanted to try it. That became something that I started doing quite regularly. I did it with all these different companies. I remember doing it with one called Brain Food Bars. I think that was the second one I ever did it with. And I remember laying those out all beautifully and aesthetically the way that I wanted to in my parents' backyard and bringing those bars with me to New York. And keep in mind, all the brands I worked with at this time were vegan food brands because I was a vegan food blog. So I kept everything really authentic. And if I remember correctly, I only got reached out to by a handful of brands. So this wasn't something that was like the brands were banging down my door. At first, it was more just really cool opportunities to get this free product and share it with people that I genuinely thought would love it. So 
I think the first brand then that I worked with for payment was Maranatha Nut Butters. And I, I still see bloggers working with Maranatha. And if Maranatha is listening, I would love to pick that partnership back up. I absolutely loved working together because that was such a fun way to showcase something that I actually used in my kitchen every single day, which was nut butter, and to show a recipe that I would genuinely make regardless and post it on my channels. So a girl, her name was Julia. I can't believe I remember all of this, but yet I can. This was all very transformative in my brand. She reached out. She worked for an agency in New York and we ended up like becoming friends and hanging out and going to dinner. And this was back when there was just so few people doing this kind of stuff in the industry. It was really easy to develop these really close personal relationships with people who were working together. So she reached out. We put together this partnership with the Almond Butter Company. And I won't say just for the sake of I'm naming the brand and who knows who's out there listening to this. Maranatha, you're awesome. But I, will, I won't say the exact amount that Maranatha paid me for that, but we'll just say it was in the ballpark of a few hundred dollars. And at the time, this was like so thrilling to me. I was willing to do absolutely anything to make them happy and it was a really good partnership. We posted, they paid me. I felt really good about it. And I started working with Julia from the agency with a couple of other brands that she felt would be a good fit. And most of the time I agreed with her. So from there, I was still in grad school. I was focusing on creative writing, writing fiction, and wasn't really thinking still about monetizing my blog in any particular way. Although I would say my entrepreneurial brain started running on the hamster wheel, circles and circles, and I would just dream up all the time when I was sitting in class or when I was walking around the West Village, things that I could create on my blog. And it was never about, at that time, making money or making this a career that would sustain me, but more about just what can I create? What can I build upon to make this brand more exciting and continuously exciting and growing with this amazing audience that I have? So what I came to was, and this was around November, so here we are with the month that I really wanted to talk about. I decided that I was going to create a plant-based cleanse program. And this was a five-day plant-based cleanse, pretty much like an ebook in today's terms, but I called it more of like a program at that time. And I poured my heart and soul to it. I into it. I developed 25 recipes. I shot them all with my camera in my tiny, tiny, tiny 400 square foot two bedroom New York apartment that I shared with Katie, my sister from another mister, my best friend from childhood. And I remember this was probably my first taste of spending weekend nights working because I wanted to, not because I had to. And this was, I remember Friday night, Saturday night, I would sit on the couch in our tiny little New York apartment and furiously type up my plant-based cleanse program. And at this time in my life, I really didn't know very many graphic designers at all. So I reached out to one graphic designer who I sort of knew, who I was kind of connected to through this girl that I went to college with. And long story short, that situation blew up in my face. It was just one of those things where I hired this person. They quoted me a certain amount. To me, that felt like a lot of money at the time. To this person, I think they felt that they were giving me a really good deal. And somehow, some way, I started getting this intuitive sense that this person was not going to finish the graphic design job in time. And since this was my baby, my plant-based cleanse program, I was pouring my whole life into it, everything. I was just obsessed with making it perfect and releasing it on the date that I had promised to release it. And I had pre-orders and I was selling on gumroad.com, which I still highly recommend for people who might be creating eBooks or programs or anything. Gumroad is such an awesome way to just put your stuff up and sell it and you just pay them monthly. But 
you make 100% of what you sell or maybe it's something like 97%, but it's really good for as far as those websites go. I love Gumroad, not sponsored, just obsessed with Gumroad. So I've started feeling like this this designer wasn't going to finish the job. So I freaked out. This was over Thanksgiving. My parents were in New York. We were staying in Soho and I had a total meltdown, a total Jordan style meltdown where I just felt so defeated. Like, who can I hire to do this? This person isn't going to finish. I told him like in the nicest way possible, I feel like you are not being truthful and I I don't know why you haven't shown me any of the work yet and I need to see it. This is getting released in just a couple days and this is really important to me. And he, this person blew up at me and told me that we were going to have to part ways. So that was a blessing in disguise because I ended up then hiring my friend from high school, Jessica, who... She has become so cool. Like, I mean, she's always been cool, but her brand has turned into something huge where she's a jewelry designer now, Jessica Ruvez, and she created just this beautiful layout for my plant-based cleanse program. I believe she did it in something like 48 hours, and I was just so happy that I didn't have to worry about that situation anymore. And I tell that story not as a random tangent or offshoot, but to share with you guys that when you're starting something new, it's very normal to not really have your footing yet and not really be positive who you should collaborate with, who you can trust, who you can hire to do the things that might not necessarily be your forte or what you know how to do at all. For instance, I still don't know how to do graphic design. I've never learned Photoshop. I don't trust myself with graphic design. I like doing other things and I still outsource my graphic design. And I have learned, I've probably worked with 15 designers since that time, this Uh, November 2013 date that I'm talking about. But in the beginning, it was really hit or miss. And it's really normal to work with and accidentally hire slash collaborate with people that you don't jive with, who don't jive with you. And don't get too defeated if you find yourself in that position or if you're currently in that position. There are so many times that you're going to end up working with people who disappoint you and let you down. And you really can't let that stand in your way. Just find someone better. Find someone who jives with you. And you can do that in so many ways. So um, I just started thinking a lot smarter than that and trying to get a lot more references before I hired someone from there on out. And that was a good lesson for me because I'm a very trusting person. And in the business entrepreneurial world, you just can't trust everyone freely. You have to have people earn your trust. And that's really still something I'm still learning to this day. But um, that was a good learning experience for me. I started selling my plant-based cleanse program shortly thereafter for $25 per cleanse and quickly realized that this was something of interest to my audience, which made me really happy. I made myself ultra available by responding to every single person who purchased the cleanse and creating all these email threads for everyone to connect and for me to answer questions all day long. Another thing I quickly realized was that was too much of a tie to the product. I was constantly at my email answering questions and I felt like I owed it to everyone for the $25 that they paid. But as time went on, I started learning that promising a constant and very quick response from me um, just because someone purchased my product was not necessarily the direction I wanted to remain going in. So I kept the cleanse program up, but I stopped that one particular part of it, which was the email thread where I led everybody through the cleanse at the same time. And shortly thereafter, I was in a yoga class and I think I can actually date this back to when I, um, what I now call channeling or visioning or getting a message from my higher self, which happens to me frequently now in Kundalini classes or in Shavasana after a sweaty vinyasa class, I was taking none other than a sweaty vinyasa class at Moto in the West Village in New York. And this idea popped into my head. Maybe it came from a higher source, who knows, to start a clothing line called the Blonde Vegan clothing line. And 
every single phrase that I wanted to put on these shirts popped into my head while I was in that class. The phrases were, okay, yes, health is the new black, yoga junkie, and a handful of others. And I saw everything in this vision. I saw the photo shoot that I wanted to create with my friends that spring in LA, I knew exactly who I would contact to make it happen which was my friend Tynan, who we did end up being business partners on the line for the next three and a half years. And I saw everything. I ran home. I called Tynan. I said, we should do this t-shirt line together. He had a t-shirt printer and was doing a little bit of this kind of stuff already. And I just told him, I want to brand this and sell this stuff and make it part of my blog. And I saw this as a really cool way to expand and also continue to monetize because by this point, I was starting to think, I don't really know if I want to finish grad school and it would be really awesome to start monetizing this blog by expanding the brand off of just the blog itself. So Tynan was into the idea. We started making the t-shirts together and that came to life pretty quickly. I mean, the t-shirt industry is, is a little different. So I think it took us like two months to get it off the ground and to create our photo shoot that we wanted and to start selling and all of a sudden we had this t-shirt line and Tynan and I were the customer service and we were sending shirts all around the world and um, we pretty much just asked around in terms of figuring out how to price the shirts, how to price the shipping. Um, We had so much to learn. We had so much to learn about even customer service itself and At this point, I felt like I was starting to build this little mini empire, the Blonde Vegan Empire. And meanwhile, I was going through all my personal stuff and was deciding not to be vegan anymore. So long story short, I stopped being vegan. I changed my blog from the Blonde Vegan to the Balanced Blonde. And um, this didn't happen seamlessly. This was like months and months of controversy and hate and trying to think of a new name and figuring it all out and not being positive that my audience would even stick with me, which luckily a lot of them did. And the ones that I lost, I don't think were ever meant to be with me in the first place. And everything really happens for a reason there. So that was how it kind of went with the Blonde Vegan. So I changed the clothing line from TBV. I kept it TBV. I was very attached to the acronym. I changed it from the Blonde Vegan to Truth, Balance, Virtue, which yet again, don't ask me why. I was attached to the acronym, didn't want to let it go. Probably should have transitioned it over to the Balanced Blonde, but that wasn't my name yet. So I wasn't excited about it yet. And At this stage, I was really thinking, I want to grow this blog. This is what excites me. This is what sets my soul on fire. This is the only thing I think about. I daydream about this while I'm in class. I had dreams my whole life of moving to New York and writing fiction and having endless hours and days to write, write, write fiction. And now I don't ever want to do that. I just want to write on my blog and connect with my readers. So... I had a pretty heart-to-heart type of conversation with my dad where he explained to me that he would support me if I decided to move away from grad school and focus on the blog. And I mean, I mean that in the sense that he would support me lovingly, not financially. Um, Financially, it was really up to me to make it work and take the risk. And I decided to do that. I've always been a huge risk taker and especially during this time in my life, I don't even think that I saw the negatives. And this is what brings me into a part of this episode that I've thought so much about with my journey and that's how much like attracts like and the law of attraction. So if you've ever listened to any Abraham Hicks teachings or anything of the sort on law of attraction, then you know that the vibes that you put out into the universe are the vibes that you receive back in return. So I was putting out really confident vibes when it came to my brand. I had no, I, I had no fear of the risk and 
this was kind of awesome because in a way I was just naive and in a way I just knew it was going to work out. And this is something I've talked to people like Nicola, my shaman in Ojai about um, because she has had similar things with brands that she started where sometimes you feel like you just know it's going to work out. And I don't know if that is a certain bit of naivety and gumption or if it's really just, you just know it's this inner knowing and that's what I had. So I wasn't afraid. I wasn't afraid of failing because I didn't, I didn't build up in my head what it would be like to fail. I wasn't even afraid of failing. I just felt like, we'll see if this works out. If not, it would be really fun to work at the Lululemon down the street while I try to build my brand. And my dad's advice was don't get a job at Lululemon, focus all your energy on the brand that you're trying to create. So I did that, but I wasn't afraid to pick up side jobs, odd jobs on the side if I had to. I moved back to LA during that time and that's when I really got serious about monetizing my blog. And I realized that the big way to do this was not going to be through my programs and through my clothing line because those were really just offshoots of my brand. Those were areas to make income, yes, but not to make my sole income. It wasn't enough, to be honest. Um, With the clothing line, there was a ton of overhead. We put in more work than profit that we received. And um, the, the cleanse programs required a lot of promotion in order to sell in abundance. It wasn't the kind of thing that was going to pay my rent. Let's put it that way. So I decided that this whole other growing facet of the blogging industry, which is working with brands and promoting brands that I felt really aligned with my mission and the things that I wanted to share, that would be the way to go. So I started working with a lot of brands and meanwhile, continuing to build up my own brand with the clothing line and the programs and my writing and putting content out all the time. But that was really all just supplementation. And then working with brands was really the big chunk of how I was going to make this work monetarily. And it still is. People still ask me to this day, what is your what is your sole source of income? And that is working with brands. And right now, I love it. I mean, I'm not going to skip ahead too much, but I will say I I absolutely love working with the brands who set my soul on fire, who I would genuinely talk about and share with you guys no matter what. Some of those brands, and they are not sponsoring to be a part of this. I'm just talking about them because I love them, are Rebel, Four Sigmatic, Vital Proteins, Boots Botanicals, uh, Cocoa Kind Skincare, the list goes on and um, there's a huge difference, huge difference. And again, not trying to skip ahead, but um, then and now a huge difference between the brands who I love working with, who treat me so kindly, respect me, who understand that I'm a human being with a brand and I make decisions that are best for my brand. I'm a human being with feelings, with friendships. I often form a bond in a friendship with these brands when applicable. And um, there's just such a more positive experience that comes out of it when there is kindness and respect given back and forth. And then when there's not, it's it can be kind of negative and kind of hard. And that would be the downside of working with brands. And I have grown to a point um, now where I can see it from 10,000 miles away, usually when a brand is not going to be gracious and kind and respect my process, but we'll get into that. So going all the way back to the summer of 2014, when I started blogging full-time, as I say, my transition to being a full-time blogger, And I started working with a management company at this time, which was at the time a really good decision for me um, because I really linked up with this influencer management company who was also new to the space. And uh, they helped me structure my media kit and the monetization that I deserved. And all of a sudden now for the first time, I had set rates that I could send to brands for different packages, full blog packages, for example, or just an Instagram photo. Snapchat was really big for a while. Now it's more Instagram story. I was into YouTube for a while. Now my YouTube is really just another place where I showcase this podcast. Um, 
things have changed a lot along the way, but there have always been different package options for brands. And working with the management at first really, really helped structure that for me. And then again, it was all about relationships. And when I start working with a brand who really respects me and is fun to work with, and I respect them, of course, and there's a a lot of fun back and forth, we generally partner for years. I've been partnered with Kohl's through MindBodyGreen for two years and I wouldn't have it any other way. I love the people that I get to communicate with. Blogging is often such a solitary job and it's the brands that I work with often who become the people that I quote unquote work with and collaborate with. And I really enjoy working with the brands who see my vision and who really understand the aesthetic of my blog and also the nature of the way that I write, which is really from the heart and is never going to look like a straight up advertisement. So I started monetizing in that way and that's when things started to really take off and I felt like I could support myself as a blogger and I saw so much room to grow. I still see so much room to grow. I also was writing my book at that time. So I would recommend for anybody who's in this position, who's starting to monetize their blog and starting to see some really great returns on what they've created but aren't quite at the level yet to fully, fully take care of themselves off of their blog and live the lifestyle that they want, I would recommend just dipping your toe into a lot of different areas. So for me, it was really cool. I was writing the book at that time and that was another source of income because of course, when you write a book, the publishing company hires you essentially and gives you a book advance. I was working with brands. I had my other supplementation forms of income from my cleanse program, which at that point I had created too, and from my clothing line. And I don't say this as a way to say do a ton of things because I actually think that's not the best advice to give. I think you should focus in a few key areas, but wherever you can expand, wherever feels good to you and where you feel passionate about expanding, that's what I would recommend doing. So over time, I learned that clothing wasn't for me. We did it for three and a half years and we reached the point where it was either time to expand the brand and do it in a really big way, like go the fashion industry route and manufacture our own clothing and go to trade shows and do the damn thing basically, or walk away from it because it was taking so much time and energy and we weren't really profiting the way that we were doing things. We really needed to scale up and Ultimately, Tynan and I and our third business partner, Cole, decided it just wasn't the route that the three of us wanted to go down. So we decided to drop it. And in all honesty, if I had not dropped the clothing line, which was almost a year ago, I don't know if I would be able to do this podcast. And that's when I started the podcast. So I do say that as a way to explain to you how the give and take in this industry is so important. If you give something up, then you will create more room for maybe what you're meant to be doing. And it was really scary to give up the clothing line. A lot of other things were really scary to give up and walk away from too, which I'll get into. But giving up the clothing line, I felt for a while, that's part of my identity. That's part of my brand. People explain my brand as this blog that also has a clothing line. And what if I don't have that anymore? People will see me as a failure, someone who had to close down their shop because it wasn't doing well. And at at my core, I knew that that wasn't the case. And I also knew that that wasn't functionally something I even cared about if people thought, but it was really the identity thing. And I think when you attach yourself to something that you do as part of your identity, then you get really attached to it. So I was attached to having a clothing line, really attached. And I also absolutely loved my business partner. I mean, I'll always love him, Tynan and Cole. And it was hard. Uh, I didn't want to cut those ties and I know that they didn't either with what we were doing, but walking away, ultimately I started to see was going to be something that opened up so much space and so much time on my plate that I was going to be able to create from the heart and do things that really, really mattered to me. So 
moving on from all the really specific things that I've done and created from The Balanced Blonde and kind of moving more into branding yourself and how important that is in terms of working with brands and growing your own brand and how important it is to really have goals and intentions in mind when growing your own brand. I think from 2013 to 20. 16, I'm pretty much willing to say this. Yes. Uh, I didn't have any freaking clue what the direction of my brand in the long term was going to look like. I knew that it was wellness focused. I knew that it was authentic. I knew that it was from the heart and based in writing. And that why I had started a blog was because I loved to write and I loved to spread my love for wellness. But beyond that, I really didn't know where things were going to go. And I did have a lot of feelings of what's going to happen to the blogging industry. And this is so new and there aren't really long-term people that I can look at who have been doing this for like anything more than half a decade. So how can I put all my eggs into this basket? And I started feeling that way for a little while. And I also did my 500-hour yoga training and felt for a while that yoga was going to be a huge part of my brand. And I was right, but that's not for the reasons that I really thought it was. It's more because my brand ultimately as 2017 grew nearer and I started releasing some really big things in my life like relationships that straight up weren't working for me, leaning on people who I had been working with for a long time who didn't who I didn't feel the vibes with anymore and also just growing up and figuring out what I needed to do, what kind of decisions I needed to make in order to really make my brand last and have longevity and go in a certain direction other than uh, up until that point, I had, of course, worked really hard and I did have a vision for my brand. I don't mean to say that I didn't have a vision and I didn't know what I wanted or what I wanted to portray. I always did. I always knew what was important to me because all I ever did was really be myself. But I started to see as 2017 was growing nearer, I want the balanced blonde to have a very particular aesthetic. And I want my blog to really have a mission. Like any other business mentor in the world would tell you, have a mission and set some intentions and stick to that mission. And if anything that you choose to do falls outside of that mission, don't do it or else change your mission because you have to stick close to the reason why you start something. And that gives it cohesiveness and synergy and your audience knows what you're doing and why they're there. So I think during that time is when I really started creating more of an aesthetic, which you'll see if you look at my Instagram, you pretty much know what you're going to find. It's either going to be a yoga photo, a inspiring quote, a from the heart post, which could be anything like a, a selfie or a photo of Hudson or a photo of my space because I've gotten so into clearing space and living in a really intentional space with crystals and lots of open vibes and white and the light bright colors and the beach because I live in LA and everything you'll find is very cool toned and I always bring the bring the warmth down on my photos because I personally don't like really harsh lighting photos or warm toned photos. And I use the same apps and filters to edit my photos. So all the aesthetic on social media is pretty much like TBB branded at this point. And it wasn't always in the past. I would work with tons of different photographers and try to take other people's opinions. And I wasn't quite confident enough to say no to people, even if I knew that my vision was more correct. And at this point, I just stand my ground no matter what. And I say no to people all the time and I don't consider it rude. I just consider it being a conscious business owner and knowing what is best for my brand and what works. So once I started having that direction and also having a lot more intention and direction in my life in general and really figuring out what makes me happy, what works for me, how I like to spend my time, I stopped doing the clothing line. I started this podcast and 
Uh, this podcast has changed my life in so many ways. It's brought me so much closer to you guys. It has opened my eyes to my brand and what this brand is all about and what I, Jordan, am all about, separate from even The Balanced Blonde, what inspires me, what lifts me up, what makes me want to wake up in the morning and has introduced me to so many mentors and spiritual mentors and different healing modalities. And I had always known um, that I was so interested in alternative modes of healing, but not until really early this year, early 2017, did I know that that was so much at the root of the direction that my brand was moving. And all of a sudden, when all those pieces started to click for me during a really emotional New Year's Eve intention setting event that Sophie and I were hosting and everything was just so clear to me. It was like all of the answers to all the questions that I had were right in front of my eyes with a shiny white light just holding them forward in front of me. That's truly what it felt like. And I just felt clarity and I felt like I know. I know what's best. I know what to do moving forward. I know what to focus on. And not to say that since then it's been a piece of cake, but I have really felt my vision and the direction really coming to life. And I think people listening, if you've followed me for a long time, I hear this a lot from those of you who who have been with me for a long time, that you've seen the transition and you've heard the change in my voice. And I have heard the change in my voice. I can't listen to my very early episodes because I was a different person and not in a bad way. I was always me. Um, Different person, I guess, is not the right thing to say. I was just in a different stage, a different phase. I was still nervous to be speaking into a microphone, but more so because I didn't know where everything was going and I was still figuring it out and I was still riding all the high waves of like, wow, this blogging thing really worked out. This career really worked out. And now I have such a different perspective and I have so many exciting visions and goals and I really see where things are going. And I have a five-year plan and a 10-year plan and a 15-year plan and If things stray from that course, that's completely fine. But I have a vision. I have vision boards. I I could tell you like anything, basically any question that you had about the direction of my brand, I could list it out mission style statement because it's so clear to me. And now when I talk to potential managers and um, potential collaborators, as I've really like moved forward from a lot of what the balanced wand was all about a few years ago. I've really kind of shifted and I say no to so many brands that reach out and it feels really, really, really good to me. And I say no to anything that doesn't work really. And then I say yes to everything that does align. When I'm talking to future collaborators, they're like, wow, you have such a clear vision of where you're going. It's almost astounding. And that really means a lot to me to hear from them because I feel it too. I feel just so much more clarity. Uh, I feel more settled. Maybe it's the fact that I'm newly 27. And when I started my brand, I was, what, 22? And things have shifted so much. And we all have such a learning curve. And that's really why I wanted to record this episode because- Back when I started, I always had a vision and a goal and a dream and things really shaped up to be like what I wanted them to be and 10 trillion times more, but I also didn't know what I was doing and I think that's so typical and so normal. And any entrepreneur that tells you that they knew exactly what they're doing, I I don't know how honest that is because you just learn along the way and as Brandon Cohen, who's been on this podcast multiple times, the CEO of Liquid IV always says what he's learned from running a company is like 10,000 trillion times what he could have learned from getting his MBA, which he was about to do. And instead he decided to go full throttle with Liquid IV, which is now a massive 
beverage healthy supplement brand. And I can't believe I just butchered that. I used to stand there in Whole Foods and sell packets with Brandon. But Liquid IV is amazing. If you're interested, you can listen to all the Brandon Cohen episodes that I have. Um, But same goes for me. I think what I've learned as an entrepreneur is tenfold the times of what I could have ever learned in a grad school program or someone sitting me down and teaching me this stuff. You really just got to go through it and learn it. So now I still practice what I preach with before. I was talking about you have your brand as a blog and then you do as many outer things as you possibly can to expand and have your hands in all sorts of different pots. So I'm working on my next book. I'm really excited about it. And for me, when it comes to my mission and my goals, it really all comes back to, first of all, now I know this, I want to spread love and light. I want to raise the vibes, raise the consciousness of the humans on this earth and make people happier. And I want to do that by healing modalities like yoga, meditation, wellness, Ayurveda, Kundalini, all these amazing things that I do talk about on the podcast and I want to continue to introduce to people as a practitioner myself and also as an author and reaching as many people as I can. So when it comes to my mission, writing books, continuing this podcast, continuing my blog, continuing to host retreats and events where I can share this kind of stuff with people and really connect and show people that there's so much more to life than just the day in, day out, monotonous, whatever you're doing that you might not be happy doing, there's so much more to life, I promise you. And if that statement stopped you in your tracks and made you think a little bit, then I'm just going to reiterate it. If that speaks to you, there is so much more to life and I'm here and um, so many other people are here to help you through this path and to help show you what it is that you're meant to be doing, what sets your soul on fire, what makes you feel so endlessly passionate. And I remember pretty much a year ago, again, I was in a yoga class where all my epiphanies seemed to take place and I had this epiphany where it popped into my head. If I started my blog today, it would be called Soul on Fire. And I ran home and decided that this podcast idea that was already brewing in my mind was going to be called Soul on Fire. And I didn't even feel the need to explain why it wasn't going to be just the balance blunt and make everything the same like a lot of business professionals will tell you to do, make everything the same. I knew that it had to be soul on fire because I wanted to talk to people and interview them and figure out what set their soul on fire in hopes of everyone listening, getting their soul set on fire. And I also know in my heart that if I wasn't doing something that set my soul on fire, I don't know what the heck I wouldn't be in a good place. I wouldn't be happy. It wouldn't be okay with me. And so I want to be able to be a voice to people who are looking to set their souls on fire and live a passionate life. So whether that be blogging and learning how to monetize your blog, whether that be teaching yoga and making a huge career out of being a yoga teacher, which is totally available to you. And again, in that type of industry, just like blogging, I would say make sure to have your hands in a lot of pots be a teacher at studios, but also host retreats, also teach privates, maybe set up an online course and as much as you can do in person and online, because I think that duality is really important because online you can reach so many people and really expand, but in person, there's a certain tangible person to person connection that exists that you just can't get online. And I think for the nourishment of our souls. It's completely necessary. And after doing everything from behind a screen for many years and now hosting a lot of in-person events and teaching in-person yoga classes and really up close and personal, being with people, flowing with them, sharing myself and my brand through speaking engagements and even through this podcast, which feels so much more personal than being behind a screen, there's just nothing like it. And I think that that's really important. So whatever it is that you choose to do that sets your soul on fire, whether that be a very alternative industry or one that's not, I think the more that you can expand as an entrepreneur and 
really do as much as you can while also still focusing on your few big things is really important. So for example, there are still a couple things that I do that I, if I put tons and tons of time and energy into them, I wouldn't have time for the things that really matter to me but I like them enough that I still do them. Um, Those for me are teaching yoga workshops and events. And for a while I was teaching like five classes a week and that was way too much for me. And I had to walk away from it because it was taking energy from my writing and from my podcasting. And those are really my main pieces, my main goals right now. And um, YouTube, for example, for a while, I was really into creating video content. And at the end of the and at the end of the day, for me, that isn't totally where my heart and soul lies. So if I have an amazing video editor on hand and they're doing something with me video wise, I love it. I'm all about it, and I will put it on my YouTube and be thrilled about it but I'm not going to spend my time sitting at home editing YouTube videos because that's just not where my heart and soul lies. I would so much rather be podcasting, be blogging, be working on my book, be writing my Spirit Juice newsletter, um, expanding in that way, the whole Spirit Juice part of the Balance Blonde, which is a whole other thing. But if you guys have been listening to the podcast, then you know about Spirit Juice. It's my new newsletter that is all about the moon phases and spirituality and living a more divinely connected life. It's something that I feel like the balanced blonde is going in this direction. Jordan Younger is going in this direction and it needed a name. And so Spirit Juice is the name that also came to me in a Kundalini vision. And it's all about fueling our life um, spiritually in a really connected and high vibe kind of way. So I want to spend my time on spirit juice and for that reason, not sitting around editing YouTube videos. For those people who do edit YouTube videos, you guys are awesome. You are like sent from God because I know how much time it takes and how much effort and how much love. And if that's your passion and that's what sets your soul on fire, that's amazing. Also for me lately, something that I've really been pouring my energy into is creating high quality aesthetic imagery and for a while see I go through phases and I think it's really okay to go through phases and evolve and allow yourself to evolve and maybe that's the biggest takeaway from this whole entire episode is just allow yourself to grow and evolve as an entrepreneur I go through phases where I only feel inspired to post high quality imagery taken with a professional photographer, amazing lighting, professionally edited to fit my TBB aesthetic. That's all I feel like posting. Other times for months at a time. And if you follow me on Instagram, you might know this. I only feel like posting iPhone photos because I just feel like capturing what's happening in the moment. And I don't want to go through the whole professional photos, which sometimes requires hair and makeup, which requires getting out of my zone in the morning and running off to a photo shoot. Sometimes that just isn't what feels inspiring in my life. And so I get really into the iPhone photo thing. And I actually think as far as editing apps go, like the VSCO app, which is my favorite one, Visco, however however you say it, I think that they edit iPhone photos the best versus like if you're going to put a high quality image into Visco. Um, So then I get really into iPhone photos and those inspire me and set my soul on fire and make me feel really passionate about creating imagery and content and taking sunset photos while I'm on vacation and all that kind of stuff. Other times I feel inspired to go back to my TBV roots and take pictures of healthy food and smoothies, and layered jars of yumminess, as I used to call it, layered jars of oats. And other times I don't feel like posting about food at all. So I go through phases and at the most current stage, I'm in the phase of being really into high quality imagery because I recently reconnected with Morgan Oliver Allen to bring this podcast full circle. He's the person who built my blog all those years ago 
He's like the most talented photographer I know. And I know a lot of talented photographers. Every All of them are talented. But I really enjoy the way that Morgan takes photos and edits photos. And there's a reason that he does it super duper professionally because he's really good at it. And I've had so much fun creating content with him lately that um, the photos he takes of me are the only photos I want to post. Otherwise, like photos that I take and then I professionally edit them because I want to fit that high quality imagery aesthetic. And so I really go through all the back and forth. And probably the biggest thing I've learned, and this is on a bit of a different subject than photos, but something just triggered my memory about it, is the biggest thing that I've learned is that you don't have to do anything that someone else tells you to do. As an entrepreneur, as someone who's running your own business, especially if you don't have a bunch of employees to worry about or investors to worry about, and I don't have any of that at the moment, you don't have to do what anyone tells you to do. And I used to, I feel like, because I'm one person who can be kind of pushed around by like a bigger brand or corporation that you might be working with, feel like I absolutely had to do what they were asking of me, especially if I was in a contract. And at the end of the day, you don't have to do anything that you don't want to do. So I have really stood my ground lately and it feels really good. And I've been doing this for a while, at least for a year, if not a little bit more. It just feels so good to just stand in my power and just say no when something doesn't feel right or if a brand asks me to do something for way, way, way below the rate that I feel comfortable because I know how my time is valued to me and how long it takes me to create certain types of content. I just say no. Or even if we're already in a partnership and I create something and they really don't like it and they need me to reshoot it and then they don't like it again. At a certain point, I just say, you know what? No, this isn't working. And not to hurt anyone's personal feelings or act in a way that will come across as completely unprofessional and rude, there is a way to nicely just say, this isn't working for me. It appears it's also not working for you. And in that case, we are going to have to go our separate ways. And I think even though that's hard for some people to hear, people appreciate the honesty in the end and they appreciate that you know what's best for your brand. And also it's doing them a favor by allowing them to find the right person to work with if it's not you, if you can't bring their vision to life or if they can't get on board with your vision. So standing behind my vision is something that really sets my soul on fire. And uh, when I'm unable to stand behind my vision because I have too many limitations or rules put on me by a certain contract or by a certain partnership, that's something I've learned to just walk away from. And ultimately in the future... I do see myself continuing to align with the brands that really work for me and really like I love them and want to work with them and stand by them till the end of time. Um, Other than the brands that I really love, what I ultimately see for my brand is growing in so many different directions with what I'm creating with books and with this podcast and with spirit juice, etc. That one day my business model will not be based upon brand partnerships, but based upon exactly what the balance bond is and what the balance bond stands for. Also spirit juice and soul on fire and everything that exists within all of those tribes. So to sum it up, what I have learned the most from being an entrepreneur and what I would want to share with all of you the most is number one, you are allowed to make all the mistakes in the world and trip over yourself and work with people who might F you over and don't let it be the demise of you. Don't let it be the demise of your brand. Just use it as a learning experience and find the right person afterwards to work with. And maybe that will include a lot of asking around and a lot of time, but just allow yourself to learn from the people who might not be the best to work with. And also allow yourself to learn if you've chosen the wrong quote unquote name for your blog or for your business, allow yourself to change. So that's number two. Allow yourself to grow and evolve and 
like a little caterpillar turning into a butterfly, you're totally allowed to change and transition and make yourself and your brand into something new at any time. And there's a way to do this mindfully, which is really letting your audience know and taking people along with you and not making too many shifts too fast. But as long as you remain authentic to what feels good for you, you are allowed to shift and grow and evolve as much as you want. And number three, stand in your truth, stand in your power, say no. People can't force you to do anything. This is in every type of business. I experienced this teaching yoga. People would ask me to teach these awful time classes. And in the beginning of being a yoga teacher, I would say yes. And toward the end of my studio teaching days, which at one point I will go back to teaching in a studio, I started to say, uh, no, I don't work nights and I don't work weekends and I don't want to turn down good opportunities, but I think that this is better suited for someone else because I need to preserve my energy on the weekends and spend time with my loved ones. And I have a very, very full career during the week and teaching on weekends in a every week type of setting doesn't work for me at this stage. And just like that, I say no all the time now. Um, Number four, I don't know how clear I was about this one in the episode itself, but just while I'm summing up, I like to say this, don't work with people and don't feel like you have to work with people who don't vibe with you, who don't understand your vision and who don't set your soul on fire. So this is a little bit different than just saying no when you need to say no. This is like walk away when you need to walk away. It's okay to change your mind and say, look, this doesn't feel right to me. This doesn't feel authentic to me. I feel like you don't understand my vision and it's time to part ways. And that's a favor to everybody. That's a favor to yourself. It's boundaries. It's energy work. It's everything that I talk about in every spiritual episode that I have. Um, And that's being put to the test in business life because I actually walk the walk that I talk about. I I have boundaries. I energetically walk away from people who don't serve me and who I don't serve in return so that I can do myself the favor of not being stressed out by them and do them the favor of finding the right fit for them. So put those boundaries up, walk away when you need to. Your vibe attracts your tribe. Law of attraction is a huge thing. So that's number five, law of attraction the energy that you put out into the universe is the energy that comes back to you. So if you are confident and you're okay jumping into the risks and you're excited about the risk-taking and the hard work and the energy that you put into your brand, your entrepreneurial endeavor, then you will receive those high vibes in return. I don't know what they will be, but they'll be exciting because you're excited. So it'll be brands that want to work with you that are excited. It'll be collaborators, other bloggers who want to shout you out and feature each other. Um, All sorts of amazing things will come your way when you have a good attitude. So uh, law of attraction, have that good attitude. That's really huge in the entrepreneurial space. That's not to say that you can't have bad days. I have them all the time. I would call that more of a low vibe day. And that's when it would be time to take a break and walk away from what you're doing and come back with a new attitude. Maybe do a little self-care, get a massage, go on a walk and come back to your work fresh and feeling really good. And then the next thing that I've learned, and I'll leave it at this because this one's super important, is that while it does take a lot of hard work and dedicated work to build something. I think there might be a little overuse of the word hustle in this industry. Um, The hustle is very real and I had many years of hustling and in some ways, I guess you could say I'm still hustling, but it doesn't feel like it because I love what I do so much. But the hustle is an overrated thing. I think that working hard yes, is extremely important and being dedicated and chipping away at what you want to build with your brand. But also the burnout is very real. I think it's really important to take days off, whether that be the weekend or other days that feel right to you. I think it's really important to take nights off unless you're a nighttime worker, then it would be more important to take mornings off or the middle of the day and find the rhythm that works for you, that makes you feel the best with 
what you're creating and when you can put your all into what you're doing. Because when I really started taking more time off, when I did my Ayurvedic Panchakarma, which was a break from all technology, um, and when I started spending time with Jonathan, the love of my life all weekend long and other friends and family and people that I love instead of slaving away, working and teaching and working and teaching, I would come back on Monday so much more refreshed. Would you believe that? That's how it goes. And it's really exciting. So I'm happy with all that I've learned. And I'm also happy to share it with you because I by no means am perfect, but I'm happy with what I do. And my soul is definitely set on fire. And I feel like I've been able to expand my brand in a lot of different ways that feel really good to me. And I have goals and visions for where I want it to go within the year and within two years and five years and 10 years. And I have mentors and I have inspirations, people who I would like to be so similar to one day with everything that they do, everything that they've created. Um, One of those people would be Gabby Bernstein, one of my huge idols. She's been on this podcast and everything that she does is kind of the direction that I see the Balanced Blonde going. And I'm endlessly inspired by her and other people like Danielle Laporte and Deepak Chopra and basically all the people whose books that I devour on a weekly basis. Um, So yeah, I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. This was kind of a different style episode, solo style. I just decided to talk. I got inspired from the ethers out of the blue to sit on the floor and record this podcast episode. It's 7.47 PM right now. That's usually later than I like to work. So To practice what I preach, I should probably wrap up and have my nighttime chill time with Hudson and do some yoga on my floor and kind of tune out of technology world. But I was really inspired and excited to do this. And maybe it has something to do with the fact that there's a lot happening right now with the moon phases, which I'm writing all about in Spirit Juice. Or maybe it has to do with the fact that my birthday is in two days. But by the time that this comes out, my birthday will have passed. And I'm just excited and happy and feeling really recharged from a weekend with my family and a lot of loved ones of mine. So... This was an episode that you guys have been requesting for a while, so I hope that it satiated some of the entrepreneurial questions that you had. And if not, you can always continue to ask me questions and I will do more Q&A episodes and do more solo episodes and keep having guests on that I hope you love and set your soul on fire. So I hope everyone's having an amazing day. I can't wait to talk more soon. If you feel inspired to rate and review this podcast, please know that if you screenshot me your rating and review, I will happily send you my blogging tips and tricks document that I save and have on file for people who rate and review the podcast. You can send it to me at jordanatthebalanceblonde.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And I hope everyone's having a very inspired day slash night slash morning slash everything. Talk to you guys soon. Bye.